Welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host, Kirsty, and we're getting into Love is Blind, this shit fest that I'm absolutely freaking obsessed with. It's so good. Ah, are you guys loving it as much as me? Let me know. Hit me up on Insta or Twitter at She's Pernicious or uh, at Reality TV and me because I am desperate to discuss this with people just as uh, devoted as I am right now. It is so good. All of the emotions, the highs, the lows. I'm crying from love. I'm crying from frustration. I'm cringing at almost everything Amber does. It's, it's so good. I'm screaming at the TV at Jessica. Let's get into it. I'm doing, uh, both episode four and five today because I didn't think there was that much um, extra to report on. So I'm going to smash them together. Um, Hopefully that's cool. I think everyone's smashing through them at the moment and watching at rapid pace. So I want to try my best to keep up with you guys. Um, So if that means combining a couple episodes, that's what we're going to do. But sorry, did you hear that little snap? I was trying to adjust my my breasts um, from what is that girl? The new girl from Vanderpump Rules call them Dana. The their the breast prison. I was trying to adjust my my breast prison, and it snapped back on me. So, ouch! <laughs> that was painful. Any hoozles? Let's get into it. Look. We still haven't seen much of Vanessa and Nick Lachey, but um, I think that's that's for the best. Uh, not everyone's into them. I certainly could give or take them. I think they're really just there for for a name, right? Like nobody really gives a shit. Um, let's get right into the couples. So we are now following our couples on this kind of honeymoon-esque experience where they get to spend time in the physical with each other and actually, you know, look and look at each other and touch each other. Look, it comparatively to both Married at First Sight Australia and DC, the, where they actually are on their real life honeymoon with their husband and wife, these Mexican hotel rooms are so nice. These people are like, gazing out onto you know the water from their beds it is gorgeous I don't know if anyone's watching um Married at First Sight DC but you remember that hot tub that had like green scum around the edge that had clearly been there for uh, 18 months at least um and everyone was definitely leaving there with gangrenous limbs and some kind of toe fungus yeah this was much nicer than that and made me really 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 want to go somewhere like that um but you know it would just be me alone in a room twiddling my thumbs and look I'm very keen on traveling alone because you don't have to you know answer to anybody you can do what you want but of a romantic getaway like that in a Mexican villa, yeah, I think you, I think you need uh, somebody to get down with. Otherwise, it's just a little bit sad. <laughs> Unless maybe you find someone while you're on holiday. I don't know. Um, 
Another little side note. So I've been following these uh, hosts, sorry, not hosts, the um, contestants, whatever you want to call them, on Twitter. Um, and look, there's a lot of kind of pushback from the contestants that aren't getting any screen time or maybe haven't. I haven't finished this season yet, but look, I don't know how many people went into the experiment, but obviously we're just following the couples that got engaged and fell in love um, or that have, you know, interesting stories to go on. Um, yeah, a lot of the the people who didn't really get any screen time whatsoever, except kind of just popping up in the background, are kind of losing their shit. They're like, like uh, picketing for, for everyone to follow each other, follow these people that um, are no name, can kind of love is blind, no name brand. I, it's very strange. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's there's a lot of them, so I don't know how many people went to the, went into the experiment, but it's got to be about twenty, and we're only kind of following half of them. So there's a lot of grumpy people out there, and a lot of people people that feel betrayed by Netflix's choice not to show them. But I mean, that's Netflix's prerogative. So um, you've still got to be in the experiment. I don't know. Um, even a girl, one girl was um, DMing me on Instagram. And she actually got engaged. We just didn't get to see the show. So see it on the show. So I thought that was pretty wild that she had obviously this big successful love story, but whatever it was about it, it just wasn't interesting enough to, to show or the other stories were more interesting. So a lot of them are saying, you know, give us season two right away to show their stories. I'm like, well, you could do that, but we don't want like a second kind of crappy season that's just, you know, degrade after having this amazing shit show. Sorry, <laughs> did you just hear that gulp? I need my, my morning coffee. All right. So, um, all right, let's go. I've got Jessica. We all know who everyone is by now, I think. Look, 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 look. I think we're all on the same page with Jess, aren't we? She is our blonde bombshell who's in love, well, <clears throat> in love in inverted commas with Mark, who is 10 years her junior. Oh, this has got to be the most heartbreaking story of all right now. Um, in fact, maybe I'll leave them and smash out some of the easy ones before we get to them, because I think that that's going to take up a little bit more time. So let's check in with my favorite couple, Lauren and Cam. I mean, is Cam Cameron just not goals in a partner? He is so fit. <laughs> I know I said that last time, but like, check him out on Instagram. He's like fit as fuck. And he's just, I love the way he talks. He's just so softly spoken and gentle. And they're so in love, these two. I like their dynamic. Lauren's like the bubbly one and, you know, more energetic. And Cam's just kind of chill. But you can see that they're both just as obsessed with each other as each other. And it's just so I love them. 
you know, when like, it's, of course there's a bit of cheese. Like when Cameron said, you know, it's like waking up for a dream to another dream. But when you are falling in love, life is super cheesy and you do say stupid shit like that. Like that is where all the great songs come from, man. (laughs) Some people are feeling a bit betrayed because we found out that Lauren's an actress, but, um, She's been saying, you know, it doesn't change the experience and that our love is real. And um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely an argument to be made for for the country that maybe maybe she did get into it because she wanted exposure. But I, you know, you can see that whatever is going on between them is genuine love. That's my opinion. I do have a little bit of goss about this. I saw someone comment this on Instagram and I'm really hoping that this is just, I don't know, something from Netflix, like telling them to do this, um, to not give away any endings. But Lauren and Cam are both following everybody else from the cast on Instagram except each other. And apparently Damien and Giannina, um, who are my other favorite couple, are the same. So that concerns me on a deep emotional level, but fingers crossed. It's just because Netflix is like trying to keep the suspense high because both of their comments and stuff, if you're following them on the socials, they're pretty upbeat and, um, yeah, they seem they like, like Cameron's been posting, you know, artwork from other, like from fans and stuff. And I think there was one picture where he was, it was, he was like the groom or something. And, and he was like, Oh, hopefully that's the next step. So fingers crossed. They're still going to get married and make beautiful fucking caramel babies because I need that in my life. Um, yeah. So basically they're just still progressing on a really nice level. They have a lovely romantic helicopter ride. They can't keep their hands off each other. It's just so cute. I want them to get down and have 17 beautiful babies right now like like octo mum style like just do it now (laughs) all right other kind of um I don't know like less kind of dramatic couple in the last couple episodes is Kenny and Kelly first of all I mean the names (laughs) that just I don't know it just irks me but what can you do these two I don't know they're just kind of like the dorky ones to me um, yeah, they, they bore me. They're a little bit vanilla, but they're sweet, you know, and it seems genuine. So I'm happy for them. Um, they haven't yet to make sweet love. They're enjoying kissing one another, which I look, I don't know why, but watching these two compared to Lauren and Cam and Damien and Giannina, it just like, makes my skin crawl whenever I see them. I'm like, oh, you know, when he's talking about kissing her, when they're washing each other in the after the beach, I'm like, oh, stop. Stop being gross. And what the fuck was Kenny talking about? Okay, maybe I'm really naive, but I don't feel like I am. I need your help, guys. When he goes to that, when he's talking to them boys at um, the drink sesh, when they all meet up for the first time post the pods when he's like, Oh, I don't, when they're all talking about who's banged and he's like, Oh, I don't kiss and tell. Uh, but I can say I did not and could not go for a run this morning. And all the guys are like, Ooh, 
boy. What the fuck does that mean? Why do why does everyone get this? Why don't I get this? Does that mean he like had a giant boner and he couldn't run because it was just going to be flapping in the wind? What is happening? I don't understand. I mean, I once dated this guy who, <laughs> so bad, had to like tape, put, put tape on his nipples when he went for a run so they wouldn't bleed. I mean, I, it, I don't understand what's happening. What, I don't know anything about men. That's what I'm learning in watching this show. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so please, somebody connect with me on the socials and tell me. What the fuck is going on that his penis is so affected that he can't run? Also, I didn't like that he said all that because, you know, they hadn't slept together yet and he was kind of pretending that they had. And it's just not cute to be like, oh, I don't kiss and tell, but we totally got down. It's like, you're still being a gross frat boy. Ugh. All right, we'll get to the other gross frat boy in a bit, obviously, speaking of Barnett, but he's kind of part of the bigger Jess story, so we'll get there. Let's smash out a couple of these other couples. So, oh, all right, we have Diamond and Carlton. All right, so a little bit of backstory. Carlton has been on, on Twitter um, kind of really, he must be getting a lot of backlash from the series coming out on, on Netflix and being public. And he is really struggling, like to the point where he actually sounds, was sounding pretty kind of defeated and almost suicidal the other day. Um, I saved some of the messages, so I'll just read them to you. So first off, he just, he just said this, this is maybe two days ago. This is on Twitter. You're obsessed and people like you are really pushing me over the edge right now. This is just open to everyone. So this isn't just like a personal thing he said to me. <laughs> I haven't um, I haven't tried to hurt him in any way. So this is his public post on Twitter. You're obsessed and people like you are really pushing me over the edge right now. Exclamation mark. You don't know what was said to me reeking of homophobia and biphobia. Whenever I say it loud, it's in all caps. Enough is enough. And I hope y'all are happy with what will happen. Goodbye. Peace sign, broken heart. Yikes. So that was actually in response to somebody posting on Twitter. Was Carlton in the wrong for withholding his sexuality prior to his engagement? Yes or no? Look, um, it's hard to say because like they really they only knew each other for a very short period of time and if he didn't feel comfortable he didn't feel comfortable it's not like he waited forever to tell her I guess the awkward part is that they did get engaged but engaged isn't married so I I I think it's okay um but I have had this response personally I'm bipolar and I like was in a really like whirlwind romance kind of like these pod romances and I didn't tell the guy for a week, just one week. But in the pod world, it's significant, right? And the same kind of thing, because it was an online relationship and we went, we were meeting up, we booked tickets to, this is the guy I was telling you about, we booked tickets to go to Italy together. And that's why he was pissed off, because I didn't tell him that, um, 
before we book tickets. But I'm like, for me, it's not, it's just part of my, my personality, part of my life. Like I didn't think of it as a thing. I, and also like, you know, after a week, you know, you know what, the, this stuff doesn't just come out. Like it's not a list of, oh, here are the reasons you shouldn't date me. You know, you're just kind of living your life. And as stories and things come up, you talk about them. So I kind of understand that maybe he was just waiting to tell her in person or he didn't even think it was such a big deal. Um, then he posted another one saying, just saying with a picture of goodbye on it and a comment saying, you'll win with another peace sign. So he was, this was really kind of in, in a bad way a few days ago. Then he was going to take a break from the socials and he wrote another, another post. Um, this time, this was like yesterday. It goes, to my loyal supporters, many of you have reached out with prayers and well wishes in the past few days. I wasn't going to t- return to social media just yet, but I realized some people are worried. I appreciate all of the love, support, messages, calls, etc. Nothing in life prepares you for sharing your entire truth on television. I've replayed things in my mind countless times, even though this amazing show was filmed some time ago, we've all had to relive this over not knowing how the general public would receive us. You all have made our show a hit. Thanks from the depths of my heart. I also really want to send a special thank you to my castmates who have reached out with encouragement and support. And it goes on, but he didn't post the next bit because it was like a screen screen grab. Um, So I guess he's doing a bit better having had people show support and love. But that's what I'm finding that a lot of the... um, secondary cast members who haven't made the cut are really feeling quite deflated by, by the experience. Um, I guess, I guess you would, you know, I don't know how long, I guess it's a month long that they're filming, but, um, I don't know how, yeah, it's a big kind of, um, cut out of your life. And if you're anything like Damien, if you took some time off work to do the experiment, um, it's, yeah, you would feel kind of betrayed if you didn't get to least have a bit of screen time it kind of seems a little bit thirsty in a lot of people's um uh, for for a lot of the contestants that weren't shown like maybe they just really wanted to it almost looks to me like they just wanted to build their profile and they're really annoyed that they didn't get that screen time to do so because they're still kind of encouraging each other to, to follow each other's profiles and yeah so I don't who knows but um yeah, that's the backstory with Carlton. I felt like when we, back to like the show and what we saw, I I felt like she was just really blindsided and felt lied to. It's really hard to say because reading his messages there, it sounds like maybe there was a bit of biphobia um, in their conversations in the pod, which leads me to think like, well, why did you get engaged to that person, you know? very strange so who knows um she's feeling like yeah he played the experiment I don't really understand that uh I didn't I I, this whole conversation was tough but I really did get the impression impression that she just wanted to talk to him suss it out like kind of try and um just have an open communication to see if they could work through this uh, and, you know, at least be respectful of each other. But his defenses are so up. Um, he just, like, 
the second she kind of asks a single question, which is her right to do so, and I didn't find her initial questions offensive. I just thought she's genuine, genuinely expressing how she felt and what she wants to know and, you know, in order to process this. He just kind of goes straight on the defensive and kind of attacks her. This was really, really rough to watch. <clears throat> so... And also the, the point where he's saying, you know, it's never been an issue with girls. Why? Like, obviously it has been. If you're so, if you're so defensive and reactive like this, I mean, it's been an issue with somebody for a really long time because those scars run deep. So I'm not buying, I'm not buying that at all. And I don't think that's fair to make her feel like she's just this singular homophobic bitch. Um, because I don't really get that impression with her, but he, yeah, he's obviously just, why well, I said it last time, he's just scared and he, he's, yeah, putting up these defenses. End of the day, they're not good for each other. Um, then he just loses it. And he's like, this is why I don't fuck with bitches like you. She gets up, throws a drink in his face. And this is no housewives tiny little glass of water. This is a full like <laughs> mug of, of wine or whatever she's drinking. It is a full drink. And then he fucking loses it. He's like, fix your wig. Cause it keeps sliding. It's been sliding since day one. I was like, boy, how dare you? That's not cool. And he starts getting really like, like when you're starting to say things about someone's physical appearance, that's like as low as you can go. So sit down, Carlton. I've had enough of your antics for one day. And I think that's enough about that, that, that little shit show. <laughs> but yeah, whose, whose side are you on or how do you feel it was portrayed? Portrayed. Um, am I wrong? Was she being homophobic or biphobic I really want to know what you guys think because I'm I'm a bendable read and I I like to I like to try and see things from lots of different angles sorry taking a sip of coffee okay let's get into Damien and Giannina these two are my one of my other favorite couples Giannina Melede Gibelli they're very cute. They're obsessed with each other. They made sweet, passionate love. And they're just both happy as, happy as two little clams. Um, I just think that they're really sweet, but I'm nervous again about why they didn't, why they don't follow each other on, on Instagram. Again, hoping that's just Netflix trying to play it cool, I guess. We'll find out soon enough. <laughs> no spoilers, guys. No spoilers. So I loved when they had this meeting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, when, all again, all their boys are talking in that little circle. And, and he's, he's met Amber and he's just, he's doing this talking head to the camera. And he's like, um, Amber is a beautiful woman, but she's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like Amber, but I think it's because I don't like what I, you know, when you don't like in other people, what you see in, what you don't like in yourself. I am that girl. I'm so much. 
<laughs> and menstrual feet, like, I swear to you, I can draw attention. But as soon as the man comes over and starts talking to me, you just see their face like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? So, girl, can relate. Um, look, it's tough. It's tough stuff. But um, look, not on the dating scene. So, all good in the hood. <laughs> I just never related to any comment more. Ugh, she's a lot. <laughs> And you can tell Damien's quite a chill, similar to Cameron. He's quite a soft-spoken, chill guy, a little bit shy. So someone like Amber, who's literally in later scenes giving her fiancé a hand job at the table, um, haven't done that personally. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. There's no other way to say it. It is a lot. I also loved later on when... Everything Giannina says to me sounds like a poem. I love the way she speaks. It's honestly so beautiful. The way she talks about falling in love and how scary it is, but how beautiful it is. I feel like she is just like a jewel song personified. (laughs) She's just... uh, I don't know. I think some people are finding her a little bit cheesy or corny or, or even um, scripted in, in what she says. But for me, I just, it works on me. It's just, it's working. And I love it. I love everything that comes out of her mouth. And I also just love the way she speaks, the sound of her voice. I think I have a bit of a crush on her, you guys. I think she's wonderful. And I'm happy for these two. Um, when they had their, oh, so what she said that I really liked was, and so we toast. I don't know why she's British all of a sudden. Why is my my go-to accent always British? And so we toast to good sex. Because that's the cherry on top. When she's talking about adding emotion and heart into lovemaking. Aww. That is sweet. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> okay. So they have this little argument on the boat. Because he talks about wanting to escape from reality. And she's like poking it and poking it and poking it and wants the full story. And honestly, I was like, girl, what are you doing? I thought she was self-sabotaging, but she obviously picked up on something that we didn't see in the short clip that we had, that he was holding something back. And later he reveals that in coming on this experiment, he risks his job and that he, you know, he's worried about that because he really wants to be able to Um, look after her and take care of her and you know and so she was really moved by that I think she thought she handled that really well she was so accepting um and she was actually quite touched by the fact that she was in his uh future plans so I mean I thought that was really sweet I thought they both you know handled that quite well in the end and finally final thoughts on this these two Um, that fucking bikini she was wearing on the boat was goals. That was so cute. These bikinis or these bathers with, um, the tummy cut out, like who does that look good on people? I've seen it all over social media lately. Um, Ashley Graham makes them and I'm just like, 
I could never, like if I put that on, it would literally just be like this gut pouring out of the middle there. <laughs> That's the part I want to cover up. <laughs> and yet she looked phenomenal in it. So she's like, if you liked it and you want to buy it, she posted the details on social media on her Instagram. So look, if you're a braver woman than I go for it. I think I even remember her saying it was only like 20 bucks or something. I guess that's in American dollars, but still pretty cheap. All right, let's get to the shit show. We've got Jess, Mark, and then we've got Barnett and Amber. This is a riff stuff. Um, look, not a lot of love for Jess at the moment going on in the socials. And I can see why she is deeply affected by Barnett. I don't know if she's in love or just horny for him. She is not into Mark at all. She, she's just not attracted to him. Like that's what it comes down to. She's, he's not what she was expecting. She had this different person in her head when she was listening to his voice and he is not it. Barnett, unfortunately for her, is exactly what she was picturing. Big burly frat guy. Um, she's even making comments like, I'll never have that bond I had with Barnett with anyone else. Like, what the f- Like, how- <laughs> you're engaged to someone else. I'm like, Oh my God. It's just, it's way awkward. And she's stringing Mark along. I don't understand why. Is it cause she just wants to stay on the show and, and drag it out for, you know, her 15 minutes or is she really wanting to try with Mark and hopefully grow a connection? I think neither. I think it's what I do after a breakup and try and win the breakup by rushing into a new relationship, which has never once worked for me um, because I'm too broken to ever find anybody that's half decent. But I think that's what she's doing. I think because Barnett is so happy getting his rocks off with Amber and swinging from the chandeliers every night, she's like, well, I at least have to appear like I'm like I'm in a, a good relationship as so to, you know, make hopefully make him jealous or make him think I'm OK when I'm really, really not OK. And she's getting white girl wasted because she's so not OK. Oh, it's tough to watch because I can understand it. Like you've been dating all of these guys and now all of a sudden you know, they're, they're there in front of you. She's way more attracted to Barnett. Of course you're going to be drawn to him, but she's, it's, it's tough to watch. She is, you know, kind of doing what you do when you're 20 years old or even in high school and you sidle on up to the, the guy you have a crush on and try and, you know, just be in his eyeline all the time to just to let him know that you're still around, you're still alive and love me, love me, love me, love me. <laughs> and Amber's not buying any of it. She's just like, well, look, her jealousy is palpable and really nasty and gross, but you can kind of see where she's coming from. Jess is, is, is obvious and it's uncomfortable. And she knows that, it, you know, they had a connection as well. But yeah, I mean, look, 
uh, Barnett is happy as a goddamn clam with Amber. It's not going to last, let's be honest. But they're having great sex, so he's satisfied and they're happy. And, um, you know, like Jess is just kind of pushing and pushing and, you know, so, oh, we, we had this connection and like, I know you felt it too. And Barnett's so awkward. You can see his whole body is rigid. He's kind of leaning away from her and he's just like, yeah, well, I'm happy now. So the subtext, please go away. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. It's rough. I feel for her, but not enough. <laughs> I feel more for Mark. Like he's watching all of this. Can you imagine? That is so rough. And he's sticking it out because he's hopeful, but there ain't no hope, babes. There's just not. Side note, Lauren meets Mark and she's like also commenting on how small he is. Is he the world's smallest man? Like (laughs) he doesn't, you can't tell on camera. For me, he just looks kind of like, I don't know, muscly and beefy, but he must be like they are doing some good angle work there, like shooting Tom Cruise or something. Cause if he is this tiny, tiny little man and he doesn't he, look, they camera, camera people on point. Well done. Cause you can't tell, <laughs> but that made me laugh. I think that's an issue for her as well. I think the age and I think the height and I think the fact he's not Barnett are her three big problems with, with him. Then they go on this like horseback ride and um, Jess decides that, oh my God, Mark is so hilarious because he eats some rank piece of cheese and it, like all of a sudden she's just cacking herself laughing. Okay. I found this like the world's most boring scene. These two having the bachelor-esque kind of cheese platter date. Is our expectation for men so low that somebody can choke on a piece of cheese and we're just crying with laughter thinking they're our soulmate all of a sudden because that would not work on me (laughs) but I'm also single a very long time so I mean are we really still in a place where we have to pretend to laugh at dumb men's jokes uh, I wish I was gay, but then I've got a lot of lesbian friends that tell that, that often say, Oh God, I wish I was straight. Cause they think it's better over, over here. It ain't, <laughs> it ain't. See, this is what I'm working with. I think I'm just happy with my cats. Maybe I'll get a few more. That'd be great. Uh, so look, it's tough stuff. Um, Everyone's making out and happy's like happy as Larry in front of Jess. She just doesn't want even to touch Mark. Like she's almost repulsed by him. Kelly drags her away and asks if she's more like, this is the best thing Kelly has done in the entire season. World's most boring and bland person brings it tonight. She asks Jess if she's more attracted to Mark or Barnett. Mm shady ass bitch I loved it I mean we all know what the answer is but it's fun to hear her say it (laughs) I just feel so sorry for Mark like imagine seeing that oh my god attraction can build but not when you're completely closed off to the idea Jess 
And then she says, when he kisses me, it just doesn't feel right. Oh my God. She is killing me. I I mean, seeing even just one of these scenes, I would be so ruined inside. (laughs) Poor little Marky Mark. Someone needs to just coddle him wrap him up in a blanket, give him a burrito and pat his head for a while. Cause this is going to be a rough week for him, but he's really strong and mature and she's just a child. She might be 10 years older, but she is, she's, she is just not ready for a relationship. In my opinion, she's, she commented early on, maybe even episode one that she wanted to do the experiment cause she's quite shallow and she chooses people based on their looks and their um, social standing, maybe their career. She's still doing that. Like it worked for the five seconds that she was in the pod talking blindly, but now out in the real world, she's still contending with that part of her. She hasn't changed enough or grown enough yet. And that's not anyone else's fault except yours, Jessica. You need some therapy. Everyone, look, you know, I'm an advocate. Everyone needs therapy all of the time, but some people more than others. (laughs) Ah, what a shit show. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this plans out, pans out. Jess still wants to meet Mark's family, which I think is a really bad idea. Um, But she's not going with her ring on. She's not going to go as an engaged person. Okay, I'll just call it. She doesn't want to be there. She doesn't want to be there with him. She's completely grossed out by him. He even suggests putting a pillow between them. So like as a joke so that they can talk and she can just listen to his voice like they were in the pod. And she's like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Like she jumps on it. I'm like, girl, you're so harsh. <laughs> oh, oh God. What do you think? What do you think of Jessica? Do you think she's thirsty? Do you think she's actually trying to give it a go. Do you think it's going to pan out? Um, somebody send help for Mark. I want to know how you guys feel. I think that's it. Barnett and Amber are solid because they're having sex, but look, that honeymoon period isn't going to last forever. Ugh. When Amber goes, is it appropriate to put a prenup that put in a prenup that you want sex every day? I'm like, girl, yes, of course it is. Sex must always be consensual. (laughs) I thought thought we'd figured that out by now. (laughs) And when they're dancing on the beach to no music, ugh, I was so annoyed. I think that's enough for me. I've agitated myself with these idiots enough for one day. Catch me on the socials, on Instagram, at Reality TV and me, at... Uh, on Facebook at reality TV and me obviously subscribe to the podcast because I'm sort of erratic with the release of these episodes. Um, just getting to them as I get to them, but I'm trying to do every other day or every third day. It just depends on, um, when I can sit down to watch them basically. And I'll be releasing tomorrow married at first sight, Australia, which is really fun. If you're not watching already, get onto that shit show. If you're in America, you can watch it, I've heard, on a website called The Reality Archive. So if you go to my podcast and find the latest um, Married at First Sight Australian episode, I've put that link in the show notes so you can check it out that way. And I believe it's free from what I'm reading on, on 
Facebook. So hopefully that works for you. What else? I'm on Twitter at She's Pernicious and my personal Instagram is She's Pernicious as well. So thank you for keeping in touch with me. Give me all of your feedback. I love hearing from you. And I'll talk to you very soon when the next episode or two have reached my eyeballs. Lots of love. Bye. Bye.